Hello, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one. This one coming to you from Adobe Summit 2017 in Las Vegas. And with me today I have Kevin Lindsay, who's Director of Product Marketing for Adobe Target. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks very much, Kim. It's great to be with you. We've been trying to set this up for a little while. We were going to do it in New York, but it's, it's kind of cool that we're doing it here because, of course, Adobe Summit always has a theme, and this week's theme it really couldn't have been clearer. It's really been hammered home. You've launched the Adobe Experience Cloud. It's all about uh, ex- the experience business and how brands need to prepare to be in the experience business. And in a sense, as I said in, a, in an article I published earlier this week, it goes beyond marketing. It encompasses all kinds of aspects of the customer's life. So I'd like to start out asking you for your perspective on that, and then we can talk a little bit more about Adobe Target and its role. Sure, I'd love to provide that perspective. I just finished a, a presentation where we dove into this really, really deeply and, and decided to really kind of double-click down into what that means for, for, for businesses. And what was interesting is that uh, it, it was clear, and we had a really interesting sort of discussion around this, that you know when we all go to work uh, as, as people, we, we all want to do a great work. And so these folks are, are, are no different. They are all sincerely wanting to provide great experiences for their customers, whether they're airlines or, or retailers or uh, banks, uh, you name it. And so I think that that's the one kind of common thing that we're, we're seeing here at Summit this year is this focus, almost obsession, and, and I shouldn't say almost, people are using that word. It's critical to be customer obsessed. And as we look at what we're trying to offer our, our customers, that we never take our eye off of everything we do being centered um, around that customer, um, his or her um, goals and and life stages and ambitions and current motivations as well as as ones that may be um, spanning a, a, a longer time than just some immediate purchase in in a moment. Right. It's it's all about the relationship and and these and these journeys. And I think that you know, um, you know, you teed this up nicely. Um, a few years ago, the theme at Summit, uh, maybe three, four years ago, was marketing beyond marketing. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that set us up for uh, a couple of years of thinking about the role of marketing, the role of the various practices and disciplines we've developed as as marketers, and are there ways that we can leverage those kinds of disciplines and, and our, 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 our focus on data, for example, and our focus on optimization into other parts of the customer experience uh, beyond those that are directly uh, involved with marketing KPIs? Yeah. And I think the answer is yes, and I think that that's what everyone here at Summit is wanting to talk about this week. Yeah, but, but at the same time, I think it's important to emphasize, because I know there are still uh, some non-believers about there, although the focus on the relationship with the customer, an ongoing relationship, certainly positive, it's not like blindly altruistic, unless you happen to be a non-profit, because what we're seeing is brands learning that they're still in a very competitive business, but where they once might have competed on just quality of product and price, they're actually now having to compete on the experience. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And there's so many ways we could we could discuss this long into the <laughs> evening right. if, if you wanted to. Um, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. So yesterday I had an opportunity to present with Southwest Airlines. And uh, the fellow from Southwest 
describe the company as an experience company that happens to fly planes. Wow. And, you know, that's really (laughs) kind of interesting. And, and, you know, I I, I think that definitely Southwest broke the mold, disrupted that industry quite a bit. They do things quite differently than than many other airlines. Um, But you're, you're quite right. When we talk about an experience business, this isn't all altruistic. We all want to do a good job and have that desire, as I said earlier. But there's also the things that we're all measured up on as as a business, and we have a responsibility to uh, employees and shareholders, and you know, uh, we have to grow our businesses. And so, things like conversion rate, things like revenue, things like um, uh, NPS score, net promoter score, for example, are all things that we know we need to be paying attention to and optimizing against in order for us to achieve those those business goals. So I'm my double click down from the experience business topic is experience optimization. Mm-hmm. And I love that term because for me experience optimization does imply that, you know, one outcome of that is the personalized experience that the um, consumer will enjoy. Um, we will get out of their way, but we'll go beyond that even to provide them a really great experience and and they will pay us back for that. And that's the other side of the coin, is that, that payback in the form of, of increased conversion rates or in, increased you know, content consumption or, or whatever your, your key metrics are. It might be advocacy. Or maybe may advocacy. In fact, absolutely will be advocacy. When we look at the so-called conversion funnel today, mm-hmm. it doesn't end with a conversion. It ends with, it, well, it doesn't end. It, it, it continues with this idea of, of your customers uh, you know, advocating for your brand, sharing their purchases uh, you know, on, on their social networks. Yeah. All of those kinds of things are, are, are things that we have the ability to measure and optimize against. And it seems a very strange thing to be saying at a conference mounted by what's essentially a technology company, but it's not all about the technology anymore. And the way I've been thinking about it, you gave the example of Southwest Airlines, whether you're in travel, manufacturing, industrial, yes, you're still supplying those products and those services, but you're not just doing that. If you're, if you're effective in this space, you're now also in somewhere or other a software company, a publisher, a content producer. Yeah. So we're looking not just at having the right tech stack, but also about r- aligning your business with these new demands. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think what we're seeing right now are, as a result of everything you, you, you just said, are new business models one that, that just simply didn't exist before. And opportunities for... Um, for, for companies to, to create these experiences, one that I shared actually in just in the last session is um, ChargePoint, company that, that basically has all, you know, charging stations in, um, uh, installed all over the place. I have an electric car, and you know my experience with that with that brand, um, both you know very you know physically when I am driving around trying to get a, a, a charge so I can get home, um, or um, or when I'm engaging with them through their app. Mm-hmm. Um, is 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 so interesting and in how how they make money um, the the service they provide me the value they bring to me is all is all one that just you know simply didn't exist a, a few years ago um, a company that just didn't exist a, a few years ago so you're going to see a lot of disruption on that front you know uh, we use Uber and Airbnb and other companies like that as examples of, of companies that come in and are they technology companies are they experience companies are they Company, is it a taxi company? I mean, you know, what is it exactly? 
So I think your, your point is well taken. And uh, I don't want to pick on any particular examples, and people will be able to think of their own, but there's the, the risk to this, uh, to this as well, in that you can have a good product at a good price, and your product and your price might not change. But if you start giving people a bad experience, or if for some reason people start feeling uncomfortable with your brand, that's a much bigger deal than it used to be. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely, I, you know, I think a lot of companies are still trying to figure out um, good proxies for measuring that. And, yeah. and like, yeah, because we, we know it's really critical. We know it's so important. Um, that's why something like NPS is so, so important to companies because it's, it's you, know, you know, literally, would you recommend this to a friend? And I think that is a very basic and, and, and fundamental mm-hmm. question and one way to know how well you're, you're doing as a, as a, as a brand. But the, 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 the damage that, that can uh, happen to your, your brand through negative experiences is, 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 you know, has the potential to be huge. And so it's, it's, it's something that I think that when companies are looking at holistically the, the experience that they're providing, it is absolutely much more uh, than, you know, features and, 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 and price and, you know, competitive, um, looking at it competitively that way. Um, for sure. Yeah. And we obviously want to uh, touch on Adobe Target as well. Um, we were introduced to the new Experience Cloud. There's been some reorganization of the existing Adobe Clouds beneath it. There's the new Analytics Cloud, there's the Advertising Cloud. Um, is Adobe Target affected by the reorganization of the, uh, the Adobe ecosystem? Adobe Target remains in the marketing cloud. Mm-hmm. So the, the two new clouds that were announced as part of the experience cloud um, were at the advertising cloud and the analytics cloud, as you mentioned. Um, these clouds are not separate uh, and, and will never have, you know, nothing to do with each other. They, they will, they're very complementary. And if we think about the, you know, what our customers are, are trying to achieve, there are use cases that, that will span all three. And, uh, you know, whether, whether our customers are, are thinking about everything from um, their, their ad buying and uh, how customers are exposed to their, their brand, you know, very early on um, through to, you know, customer acquisition and where marketing cloud can pick that up and then, you know, um, seal the deal. Uh, help customers make purchase decisions, um, create uh, loyalty and ongoing experiences through personalization and orchestrating really uh, effective journeys. Um, you know, all of that also depends very heavily on the analytics cloud. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the analytics in terms of providing, you know, behavioral data that uh, tells us a lot about um, a customer's uh, motivation and what they're trying to, to do and, and uh, we, can, we can personalize based on that or audience data from the audience manager piece that, that, that is, is within that cloud. Um, you know, very interesting opportunities for, for deep personalization whether we're talking um, marketing use case or a deeper experience use case or um, the advertising use case. So the three really need to work and, and do work very harmoniously. And, and we have use cases where customers will obviously be interacting with all of them. Yeah. And, of course, Adobe Target sits very much at the center of the, the customer experience with what you do in terms of personalization and optimization. Yeah. But as you say, without good data, you're not even in the game, are you? 
Absolutely. I mean, that's that's critical to making this this all happen. I mean, without it, it's it's shots in the dark. It's it's assumptions. It's it's guesswork, and um, you know, I, companies should not be comfortable with that anymore. I think we've, we've, we've passed the point uh, where, you know, we can just make an assumption or the highest paid person in the room's opinion prevails and, and we say this is the experience we're going with. Um, I, I, I don't think that there's a company out there today that, that believes that that's a strategy. Um, and, and certainly, you know, we're with 12,000 people here at that summit, I, I think we have a pretty good sample um, of, 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 of what's going on out there. And, you know, these are very committed uh, companies as far as data being uh, critical to delivering these uh, or or powering these, um, these customer experiences. Yeah. I must say, I think you make a very good point about the, the large and varied sample here. Because as somebody who's been writing in the tech journalism and the marketing technology space for some years, I've come across an awful lot of things which are fairly insubstantial. But I think this pivoting, to use a popular phrase, pivoting to the experience, whether it ends up with everyone calling it experience or not, it's something very real. And it's actually going to affect the way companies run, the way they think about their businesses, even at the level of starting to think of products as being as much services to make people's lives more livable than products. You really think we're on the verge of something big? I think we're on the verge of something big, and and you know you use the word pivot, and it's a for me it, it I, it's a, it's one of those visual words you know for, <laughs> right. for me, um, and I think it's less of a pivot um, as it is like this natural progression. Okay. And 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 you know we've been kind of easing into this, but now is the time to to say very deliberately you know there's almost like a, a to use another phrase you know a tipping point, and yeah. enough customers are here. This week, having discussions about, you know, for example, we, we had a packed, packed room yesterday full of people wanting to know how to do optimization and, and personalization if you're in a regulated industry. Uh, and, right. and so here's you know, all these people going, you know, these are, um, these are healthcare companies, these are, these are banks and, and other companies that uh, have a lot of rules to follow. Yeah. And, uh, but they know now that, that their customer their client, their patient is very demanding and and is very digitally engaged and that these these kinds of experiences that they have the opportunity to provide through their their digital touch points need to be good. They need to be well optimized and people do expect um, personalization. And these are not these are not marketing activities per se. These are, you know, uh, the the healthcare insurance company um, that uh, the health insurance company that that wants to in, ensure I don't churn. You know, mm-hmm. come open enrollment next year um, that I, I stick with them. So how how do we ensure a great, relevant, and um, you know, healthcare is probably one of these ones that people don't go. Oh, I'm going to go have this amazing, uh, you know, experience with my insurance company, but 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 when it's not, they'll they'll tell that company, yeah. and uh, so I think that we're seeing a lot of that this this year, and and it is it's a part of an experience and deep into the relationship, the word that we used earlier, and it, it's kind of funny because I, I mentioned buzzwords earlier and. You know, big data, everyone was talking about big data a little while ago, and some people were saying, ah, it's just a, just a buzzword. And, of course, now we're all talking about artificial intelligence, which mm-hmm. means many different things for different people. Yeah. 
But the truth is, without the quantities of data which are now available, whether or not in, a, in the best form, and machine learning capabilities, those are the two things which are making all this possible. Absolutely. And so we're talking a lot about machine learning, artificial intelligence this week with um, you know, more, more news on, on Sensei, Adobe Sensei, which we, we announced a few months ago. Yeah. Um, and so we, we feel that, again, timing is right. Many, many of our customers here are, are ready to have those kinds of discussions because they know that there are certain things, certain processes, certain types of decisions that are becoming increasingly difficult to do yeah. the old way, whether we're talking completely manual or, or, or rules-based, um, um, that it's time to really look at how machine learning can, can augment what they're doing in the business, not replace, as our CTO um, said on, on stage yesterday. You know, where Sensei and machine learning, artificial intelligence, really are, are, are meant to enhance creativity and create more opportunities for people to do what people do best. Right. And I think that, that people are nodding, people are understanding that and agreeing, and, and now they want to know, how can it help me? Where, what are the use cases where it can be applied? Because that, we don't really know that yet, so help us understand that. Help um, us by exposing this stuff through applications that are intuitive to us and aren't going to, you know, mystify us because we have to now understand machine learning and yes. have to understand algorithms. Um, they don't want that, no, for sure. No, no, absolutely. But in a way, it brings us neatly full circle, doesn't it? Because there's this sense of the machines and the data and all that, but it's, all it's really doing, if it's used effectively, is enhancing the actual human, customer, consumer experience. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. Things are moving so fast, I wonder what we'll be talking about a year from now. I wonder. I, I don't think we're, again, I don't think we're going to be pivoting. I think that, that this theme is, is powerful. It's here to stay. And now we just need to, you know, double click down into how do people execute and how do people, you know, become those experienced businesses that this year they're, you know, standing up and saying, yeah, that's what I want to be. Well, thank you, Kevin, for sharing those insights with us. It's been great to have you. My pleasure. Thanks, Kim. And everyone look out for the next one-on-one podcast.